Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we have Molly McLaughlin. And Molly, you are the CEO founder of Sleep is a Skill. You're a podcaster and the website is sleepisaskill.com. I'm really excited to chat with you because, um, you know, again, a lot of, you know, successful business owners listen to this podcast or type A sometimes or achievers, you know, we just like want to go, 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 go. And listen, I'll just tell you my personality type when I lay down in bed, my brain usually still goes for another 30 to 60 minutes. And uh, it could be really frustrating at times. I'm just laying there staring at the ceiling. I'm not, you know, trying try not to look at my blue light from my devices and that sort of thing. Like I know some of those basics, but still it's like, you know, I really got to like get the brain calmed down. So I'm going to share some of the things that I'm using, but really you're the expert here. And I really, really am excited to learn uh, about some of the skills that we can all employ um, so we could be become better sleepers. So thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I'm very excited for this conversation. Anyone that brings that level of uh, shared enthusiasm to my favorite topic that's made the biggest difference in my life, I'm very uh, excited to dive in more. So what brought you into the subject of sleep? You know, I'm going to ask you that. Of course. Yes. That's the number one question because uh, my story, I think, is a big, important factor in this conversation because um, really, I created Sleep as a Skill, which is a company that's meant to optimize our sleep through technology, accountability, and behavioral change. And it all came out of the fact that I was doing all the things not to do in the world of sleep for years. And living as an entrepreneur in the middle of Manhattan, uh, you know, night owl, thought of myself as just, oh, I'm not a great sleeper, but it's not a problem, no big deal until I went through a period of insomnia while traveling internationally. And it actually really turned my life upside down. It was very scary kind of draw a line in the sand period for me because it felt like, uh, it felt like the, one of the most basic fundamental things that you would think that would be, you know, given to anyone, I was not able to access. And it was really just a, um, very high anxiety period in my life. And so it really left that question of, am I going to be able to transform this? Or is this my new reality? What is this? Um, and so really went down the rabbit hole on understanding chronobiology, circadian rhythms, uh, what it takes to get a great, get great sleep in the 21st century. And what I discovered totally changed my life. And then as a facet of the fact that I couldn't stop talking about it, then kind of organically grew into, you know, small groups, um, you know, workshops. And now it has, we have online training courses, podcasts, uh, weekly newsletters, a whole world created around optimizing the skill set of sleep. Wow. Wow. So, um, so when did sleep is a skill launch? Okay. So sleep is a skill launched back in 2000, uh, about two at the end of 2017 into 2018. Mm -hmm. And it's just Mm -hmm. skyrocketed from there. Uh, and really 
the period of transitioning from where my sleep was when I shared before to not only returning to that level of homeostasis, but actually, uh, you know, optimal sleep that I had certainly never experienced and quantifiably, uh, just, you know, uh, rich sleep that occurs consistently, uh, is just, it really changed my life and then changed the lives of many other people that we've been able to have the fortunate, uh, you know, case of being able to work with. Yeah. So, um, and the podcast, uh, would, would, and again, you know, we're obviously you're listening to the podcast right now. You're in your, whatever podcast app you're using right now, you can go find the podcast. It's called sleep as a skill, right? Yes. The sleep is a yeah. skill podcast work with, um, you know, so we'll have lots of sleep experts, people, um, expertise in area of chronobiology, circadian rhythms, infradian rhythms, uh, really understanding what it takes to get this, uh, level of sleep that is not necessarily guaranteed to many of us in, uh, the kind of lifestyle that we're all kind of residing in today. Mm. All right. So Molly, I'm excited to share with you kind of the stuff that I've been doing this year. Um, so, and I'll kind of go through my list of things. I'm sure you'll have some thoughts or comments on some of these things. Because um, again, I, I if I don't fully recharge, I show up and uh, I am giving my clients, my guests, my audience, my employees, my family, you know, I'm giving them 70 to 80% or maybe worse than that of my ability. So if I'm grumpy with my kids, right, because I just don't have enough fuel in the tank and I still have to work. And yet, because I didn't, you know, give my body what it needed the night before. Um, and then I have, I have to work. And then after work, I'm like, I'm not really available for my family. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of ripping them off. And so, you know, it's been a priority of mine to make sure that I do show up um, you know, for the people in my life, because that's what I want to give them. And so as such, you know, again, I love the concept of sleep as a skill and it's a skill like, I don't know that, you know, again, especially as we get into the typical adult life, I think we lose a lot of, uh, you know, maybe what was innate when we were babies or little kids or whatever. Um, but, Here's, let me go through my laundry list and then I'm sure you're going to have some stuff. So first off is, um, you know, I recognize that, you know, I, I got a really great pillow. I found a, the uh, spine align pillow was really good so that I wasn't having neck pain. That is the one that worked for me. Um, so it was an expensive pillow. It's like a $200 pillow, but it made a huge difference for me. Um, mattress. Um, again, one thing I was having an issue with was like numb arms falling asleep. So replace my mattress. What do I have right now? It is not a Casper. It's um, the Lisa uh, was the one that, that we used. I think any of the modern mattresses, I don't know. Oh, man, I'm going to pause right here. Let me ask you about mattresses because I think sometimes people like, I'm of the opinion that's like, look, at the very least, if you have a crappy old mattress, get rid of that thing. I feel like any upgrade you make today is going to be worlds different. And then I think once you get into the, yeah, but what about purple versus Lisa versus Casper or whatever? I'm like, I'm not sure it really makes that big of a difference as long as you go from, you know, A to, to D. I got to stop talking because as you could tell, like I could talk about this a long time. What's your opinion on mattresses? 
Yeah, great question. And I applaud you for putting in the the time, energy, and effort to really optimize your sleep and the integrity around your family and wanting to show up ready. Mm. I think that was all so uh, well said. So as far as the mattress conversation, and I should preference this is that uh, in order to really make a tremendous difference in our sleep, there's a lot of things um, that we can do that cost no money, you know, that's really just yeah. behavioral based. So uh, just, you know, calling that out. However, in the topic of mattress, uh, since we're spending such an inordinate amount of time there each each day, uh, it behooves us to make to take a second to look at uh, what it is that we're laying on. So one major concern is just that are we getting a mattress that is kind of covered in um, uh, fumes, essentially, that had been, mm. you know, one of the laws that were enacted back in California years back when smoking used to be uh, much more of a social, uh, you know, acceptable thing that you would do in bed. Mm-hmm. And then it occasionally had caused different fires. So they yeah. started spraying tons of chemicals onto there. The concern now is that that's still uh, a practice that we're seeing. However, uh, at the same time, that can be a big endocrine disruptor uh, that can really mess with some of the fundamental uh, workability of what we're trying to achieve, which is that consistent lowering of cortisol um, and creation of or uh, secretion of melatonin in the evenings. And if we have things mm. like that that are really throwing off the biology, then that's not helpful. So we want to make sure that we're getting... Um, mattresses that are lacking in those fumes, which is actually a challenge. You need to really do a little work on that. Um, And then also we're looking to more have uh, the big thing with sleep is temperature. One of the big things There's lots of things, but one of the big things is temperature. I was going to get to that because I've I've done some stuff. Now, also I noticed, are you wearing an aura ring? Yes. Yeah. Aura ring, whoop band, dream bands, you know, I got it all. So I totally, <laughs> I, I know. Was that a, um, an aura ring that you had on too? I thought I... No, no. This, this oh, is just those, a normal wedding oh, band, just but I've normal. been looking oh. at it. <laughs> so I think before I was, I was going to, so um, I'll go through a couple of other things. So, um, and I also want to talk about like um, supplementation. So obviously, you know, what we eat, when we eat, what we're drinking makes a huge impact. Um, so, you know, I, I try never to, uh, drink anywhere close to bedtime, especially during the week, if, if, if at all during the week, which is almost never. Um, but like on a Friday or Saturday too, um, look, I know that if I have, we go out to eat and I have wine or whatever, like, yeah, I'll fall asleep faster, but I'm going to be, I know, like I'm going to be tossing and turning. My dreams are going to be all like, just because I'm not in that REM state, you know, that deep sleep state as much. Um, so those are big things. Caffeine. I never consume after like 2 PM. Um, I'm going to pause there and then <laughs> let you catch up. <laughs> Yes, no, that's so well said. And I think um, a helpful framework to think about sleep optimization in you know 2020 and beyond is this framework around circadian rhythm entrainment. And mm. all, everything that we're looking to do is to entrain our circadian rhythm because it can either fall on a spectrum of being really weak or strong. Um, and using myself as an example, back in the middle of Manhattan, going to bed at times when like the sun was rising. I mean, obviously I was uh, operating within a weak circadian rhythm, how, how I was setting my life up then. And yet you can do lots of things to uh, strengthen that. So really two things that we want to think about for that are light and temperature. And mm. light actually takes, you know, on the totem pole, it's kind of top. Um, and so from that, 
If you get nothing out of what I'm saying, it's remember this, that one of the best things you can do to make a difference with your sleep is actually begins right when you wake up. And in the beginning, when you wake up, you want to get outside as soon as possible um, and also get that, you know, you can begin with getting the sunlight in your space, uh, you know, open up the shades, but that sun is from a anthro, um, kind of an ancestral perspective, something that does a number on our circadian rhythm. So what that does is it's connected, our eyes are connected to our suprachiasmatic nucleus, which is our master clock. And it really does a tremendous job of looking at the cues that we're giving to it to know what time is it, what should I be doing, which hormones should be released, and when and to what degree, a number of things. So mm. getting that full spectrum sun is going to make a big difference because also it's going to help with um, vitamin D, which many of us are very yes. much lacking. And then it's very important in this... Um, uh, creation of melatonin, interestingly, later in the night. So it goes uh, vitamin D, then it helps support uh, serotonin. And then that is a precursor and important element to getting melatonin in the evening. So it's a really interesting thing because when you get that consistent light exposure in the morning, you can expect around a 16-hour um, period of time between that period and when you're going to get sleepy again uh, and you know kind of have sleep onset. And that's a really interesting, fascinating area of uh, chronobiology, the science of time really, is that these uh, cues tell the body what to do and when. So when you get that hit, it's going to, if you are someone that wakes up like tired, still draggy, zombie then you can get out there, get that sun, and then that will actually suppress the continued secretion of some people are still secreting melatonin in the morning. So we want to stop that to shift over to cortisol. And then the second part of that framework, if we're talking about light and temperature, coarse light is connected with darkness. So melatonin yes. is known as the hormone of darkness. So we want to do some kind of uh, out of the bell curve things to uh, promote heightened levels of darkness in our, in our spaces in the evening. So really when the sun mm. sets, you can do lots of kind of biohackery things from putting on blue blockers, making sure they're not the clear ones. They have to really be ones that can um, do a bit more of a job of blocking. Do you have some? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, they yes. would, so they legit have to be <laughs> yes, exactly. Very like Bono yeah. style. You need, exactly. You need that color. Um, and if you want to go even next level later on in the evening, you can also put on red lens ones and that can help wow. cut green and blue light. Uh, so that's really, those two things are important, but beyond that environmentally, because our skin has photoreceptors in it that are also right. getting a sense of the time that if that it's fascinating, fascinating. Um, no so kidding. then Right. So that's why you can still, one of the things where you can still, you have the uh, mask on your face, but you still yep. have a sense of the time, you know, the skin is mm. helping that process. Of course, the eyes are paramount, but the skin is important too. So getting that darkness in the space. So what you can do is really get old school, you know, candles, um, if you want to get biohackery, red base light, um, and worst case, more incandescent or Edison type bulbs that have more red spectrum in them. And then yeah. the final thing for that temperature um, part of the framework is really fascinating because temperature, like you said, with the alcohol example, uh, that's just one of many things that can impact our body temperature and bring it up when we are looking mm -hmm. to really lower it two to three degrees each night to get that deep oh. sleep. 
And so a lot of things can impact that from meal type timing, exercise type and timing, um, you know, also our interactions with people, social interactions, uh, and then even things like thought timing. It's fascinating that our thoughts can actually be responsible for raising the body temperature in our, in our, um, uh, there's even gadgets that will look to cool the prefrontal cortex huh. because when you're when they look at um, insomniacs that are having that hyper aroused brain state uh, night after night, you know that very frustrating experience of a record player playing, playing, playing. It cools the prefrontal cortex as they find that the brain is actually um, the temperature is not in alignment with what we're trying to achieve of that drop. So that can be one thing that can help make a difference, but it just gives us more responsibility or a sense of responsibility of, oh my gosh, my thoughts can even play such a role in my health and biology. So those are some things we can do to make a difference with our sleep. You know, um, man, we do not have enough, we do not have enough time in this conversation. <laughs> um, so I got a, um, and I actually, as of when we recorded this last night, was the first time I used it. But I got a chill pad. Um, so I got yes. the, the uh, chili pad, the Uller. The Uller, yeah. So yes. I got the new. So the Uller. Now, I had it way too cold. I had no idea, like, because when I was just laying on it when I was awake, I'm like, that's eh, not that cold or whatever. But so you got to dial it in to get that right temperature. Uh, 61 was way too cold. And it kept waking me up because I was like, oh, man, I am uncomfortable here. Um, but but are you familiar with, I, I, you, know, you know something about that, or I think there's yep. um, the air one and the liquid cool one. So what I'm talking about, well, I'll let you describe it. Sure. Yeah. So there's a few different products on the market to cool the bed environment. Part of the, if we come back again from that kind of ancestral mindset of uh, really this, this concern or the, the rise in sleep deprivation rates have really been more of a talking point, honestly, since Edison, since the ability to augment our days and be able to have 24 hour uh, access to light, which was never something we had. So this is on the blip of, um, you know, human timeline. It's, it's really new thing. So within that conversation, there's been lots of things we want to look to of how, when we had stronger circadian rhythms, how are we living? So one thing that we would have been doing is outside, we would have been, um, you know, kind of experiencing outdoor living much more often than we are now. So from that place, we would have been sleeping closer to the ground, which would have been very cold. And so that's part of the, um, uh, the thinking too, of how much we've gone away from that. If we're on these foam kind of hot mattresses, uh, covered in, you know, duvets and all this, we're creating this insulation around us, which is the opposite of what we're looking to achieve. We're looking to cooler core body temperature. So from that perspective, um, when you're laying on something like, for instance, the chili pad, um, which uh, provides that optionality through cooled water to set a particular temperature for yourself to cool uh, your uh, to cool that core body during the night. There's also things like bed jet, which will be um, an air-based uh, mm -hmm. kind of cooling mechanism. There's other um, products on the market on Amazon, what have you, right? So the whole goal, though, is to lower that core body temperature, particularly in the evening. Um, so in the first half of our sleep is when we go through uh, more um, percentage of deep sleep for most of us for a healthy sleep yeah. architecture. And that's when we get real cold and real, you know, kind of the brain waves are in a whole other state that is just calm, yeah. Yeah. cool and collected. So that's where we want to achieve that. And then something with the Uller does is a warm awake option. 
Um, you know, if you do have your dialed in, uh, you know, kind of wake up and um, sleep times, so that can kind of keep that consistency because also when we go through REM, um, so rapid eye movement, that's when our body is actually warming up and kind of the argument or the thought is that it um, can be an example of our brains kind of preparing to upshift and, you know, prepare to take on the day. So that's when we're warming up. So those are the temperature elements of that. You know, just a quick word on, on any kind of supplement. So one that works for me is magnesium. So calm um, seems to work really well for me. Um, experimenting with 5-HTP right now, I don't have any evidence that it doesn't work. And, and it seems like it, it kind of chills me out at night. My brain doesn't seem to be, you know, going cuckoo, but, um, I still have to experiment a little bit more with that. One thing that does not work really well for me is taking a melatonin supplement for whatever reason. I don't know why, but it'll wake me up at like two thirty, three o'clock and I'll be like, like super awake. Um, and er it's almost every time I've tried taking a melatonin supplement, any ideas? Got that. Yes. Yeah. So a couple of things about supplements. One, um, I, I love that you led with uh, magnesium because that's actually yeah. one of the core things that I'll have most people uh, yeah. discuss chest out because I really um, come from a strong stance that from all of these different behavioral shifts that we can make, because there's a lot, um, but from that, we can actually really do a big number on our sleep from those alone before we get into yeah, supplements. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but, um, if then we're in that conversation of supplements, then, uh, things like magnesium specifically glycinate can be a nice choice. Um, when you are using that, uh, aim to one of the big pitfalls I've seen for people is they tend to take it like right before bed, almost like it's an mm. ambient or something. And naturally <laughs> it's called, it's known as the relaxation mineral. So we're looking to take it a bit earlier in the evening to kind of calm down the body and uh, downshift the brain so that we can ease into sleep. So that can be one thing that you can do with magnesium. Um, anytime you're testing things like, you know, the 5-HTP, all these things can really, um, for some people, depending with the bio-individuality element of things can make a big difference. Um, I would totally be excited if you're going to do something like testing out with the aura, uh, just giving yeah. yourself some external, you know, cause then from that, um, uh, experimental mindset, then we can get a, some real readouts, particularly around things like your heart rate and, um, H, uh, or HRV, the heart rate, really variability, uh, body temperature, and especially now that you have the Uller and respiratory rate can be a big one too. Mm -hmm. Uh, so those are all do pretty well on the readouts with some of these wearables, whereas sleep stages are a little less. Um, but then as far as additional supplements, melatonin, I'm glad you mentioned that for you, it didn't seem to really work. And I yeah. have people be a little wary of that or just really think twice about it. The reason being it's uh, a hormone. So I think a lot of people right. of us forget that it, um, even though it's so prevalent, particularly in the United States, outside of the United States, it's not quite as prevalent or yeah, can be more I've challenging to get. Yeah, because yeah, they actually do regulate it a bit more than we do here. But now you can go into, you know, a drugstore and you can get it for kids and it's just, mm. uh, you know, in cold syrups or whatever. So we do want to think twice about taking something like that because our concern is that could there be um, any hindrance of our body's natural ability to produce that if it's getting this yes. kind of external source. Um, that's, so, that's my understanding is that the, the magnesium cre allows your body to create the melatonin as opposed to extraneous, right? You know, the, yes, right? totally. Like, hey, yeah. don't, don't worry about creating melatonin. I'm just going to give you a pill. 
So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And there's, um, so there are ex- uh, exceptions to that. It can be really helpful for things like jet lag. Um, yeah. So kind of short-term use uh, for some cases, the uh, question of as, um, as we get older and kind of going into this later season of life where we have more sleep disturbances, um, less of a t- production of melatonin, maybe that could be a conversation to you, for people to have. Uh, but for an average uh, healthy adult, there's so much more that we can do to have that naturally um, occur in your body. Yeah. Molly McLaughlin, I'm going to have you on again real soon because I'm going to want to have you talk about the sleep reset, which is launching soon. And your website again is sleepisaskill.com. You've got the sleep is a skill podcast. Anything else? Yes. Um, if you go to the sleepisaskill.com, it really acts as like a bucket for all things. So on there, you can also get um, sign up for a weekly newsletter every Monday, a uh, very obsessive sleep newsletter, um, as well as take a sleep assessment. You can um, sign up for the online training course. And uh, yeah, the podcast is all there and take that, you know, get actual real feedback from uh, real humans on your sleep and your experience. So yeah. Awesome. All right, Molly McLaughlin, CEO founder of Sleep is a Skill, found on the web at sleepisaskill.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the time. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.